right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the first official episode of the Walking History Podcast. Cool. Uh, all right, so today we are going to talk about the history of Virginia, uh, what it's like to visit there, and some of the really cool places to see, go, and visit if you come or if you live in the area. Uh, we're doing this episode here first because I live in Virginia, so seems like a pretty reasonable place to start. Um, it is, honestly, for a history lover, pretty perfect. Um, it is one of the oldest states in the country. It has the oldest first permanent settlement um, from when the British first arrived in 1607, and it just is chock full of history. There's tons of stuff to visit. Basically, everywhere you go, you see a historical marker somewhere. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the more important and famous ones. I'll read you the list real quick, and then we'll go through each one. We'll take a couple minutes and do each one. Uh, the first is the Luray Caverns. The Luray Caverns, historical in that they are millions of years old. Uh, then we got Mount Vernon, the city of Alexandria, Monticello and Montpelier, uh, Jamestown, Colonial Williamsburg, and Yorktown, called the Historic Triangle, all the crazy Civil War stuff that you can find in Virginia, and lastly, Arlington National Cemetery. So this uh, little tour here that we're kind of taking roughly goes from oldest to newest and roughly goes from north to south with a few little deviations from that. Let's quickly start with a brief rundown of the history of Virginia and why it is so important and so historically interesting today. So, um, here's some basic facts. Virginia was admitted to the Union as the 10th state officially on June 25th, 1788. It has quite a storied history and really is one of the most interesting states to visit and learn about in the entire United States, I would say. Um, its borders run from the Appalachian Mountains in the west to Washington, D.C. in the north, and the Chesapeake Bay and Atlantic Ocean to the east. It really is a combination of pretty much all the environs that you can find, at least in the eastern half of the United States. Um, it was first settled by Native Americans about 12,000 years ago. Um, as you'd imagine, though, most of what we'll talk about today is after the... Europeans arrived. So like we said, it is the first place that British colonists settled, and when they came, they were met by a, by a variety of Native American tribes, including the Powhatan and various Algonquian peoples. In May of 1607, that's when the British first came. They came with a London company, and they landed da -da -da, famously at Jamestown. Uh, they established a colony there. It was hard times for many years, but the colony endured, and really there, there begins the modern history of Virginia. Um, you know, you could argue that Roanoke Island in North Carolina was the first settlement. It really was, but Jamestown was the first official permanent one that lasted, and that doesn't have some crazy story of the mystery of people just disappearing into the ether. Um, so the colony of Virginia grew. It was the most populous, arguably the most important colony for a long time. It became a ma major cash crop producer. There were slave plantations throughout the colony. It was a huge, huge slave colony, eventually state. Um, it was home to the famous House of Burgesses, a colonial congressional system. And when revolution came to the colonies, it joined on and produced many of our most famous founding fathers. We got Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, George Mason, Patrick Henry, and of course, George Washington. 
Uh, arguably the most important and influential battle of the American Revolution took place here. This was the Battle of Yorktown, sometimes called the Siege of Yorktown, uh, which occurred on the eastern edge of the state in the town of Yorktown, when on October 19th, 1781, General George Washington, with the help of the French, with famous people like Rochambeau and the Marquis de Lafayette, defeated the British army under Lord Cornwallis. It was the last major battle of the revolution and secured victory and independence for the United States. Pretty cool. Uh, we'll talk about this in a few minutes, but pretty phenomenal place to visit the, uh, the Battle of Yorktown. You can still sort of see a lot of what was there when the battle took place. Uh, cool fact, eight presidents were born in Virginia. That's pretty nuts. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, William Henry Harrison, John Tyler, Zachary Taylor, and Woodrow Wilson. A little more history here. Uh, when the Civil War came to the U.S., Virginia was really the most important state in the Confederacy. It was the most populated with 1.6 million people, including 500,000 slaves. So almost a third of the entire population of Virginia in the 1860s were slaves. It housed the Confederate capital at Richmond, where much of the fighting took place in and around as Union forces tried to capture unsuccessfully uh, the capital at Richmond. And it, of course, was the place of Robert E. Lee's final surrender at, at Appomattox Courthouse. Not actually a courthouse, it's a town. Sort of weird, random fact, and some Virginia towns are named very oddly. Uh, as the U.S. grew it, and, and added states and population, the relative importance of Virginia sort of decreased uh, but its location next to Washington, D.C., its fairly large population and diverse landscape and economy still ensures today that it's the seat of one of the most important states in the country. Okay, there's some history for you. Now let's talk about some really interesting places that you can go and visit today in Virginia that are really historically significant. Uh, so we start with Luray Caverns. You may have heard of it. It's probably the most famous cavern system on the east coast of the United States. Um, it's a 1.5 mi mi mile long cave system, and uh, these caves began being formed 400 million years ago. So there is your history. Uh, it's really fascinating. My words can't do it justice. Um, look up some photos or go visit it. I mean, it really is like you're walking into a Jurassic Park or something. There are stalagmites and stalactites everywhere. You're walking through this just intricate network. It's beautiful. Um, and I went there when I was a kid. I was young, but I still remember it. And I've been to other kind of cave systems in the United States. This one really kind of takes the cake. Um, in 1880, the Smithsonian Institute famously said that there was no other cave system in the area, in the world, in their minds, with more stalactites and stalagmites. Uh, good luck remembering which one is which. I always forget. Um, my wife told me the other day that stalactites stick tight to the ceiling, so I'm going to assume those are the ones that go from ceiling to, to floor, but uh, don't, uh, don't quote me on that. All right, next we go to Mount Vernon. Uh, Mount Vernon is George Washington's home and plantation, a really, really interesting historic place to visit today. It is about 30 minutes south of Washington, D.C., and it's extremely well-preserved. Um, I've been to it. I've never actually been inside. 
Um, but it's it's amazing. I mean, you look at videos and pictures. It's a stunningly beautiful. It's right on the waters of the Potomac River. It's on like a hill overlooking the wide open river there as it goes into the Chesapeake. Um, really, really beautiful area. And uh, George Washington, if you spend any time on the East Coast or Virginia, he's he was everywhere. There's a plaque to him basically everywhere you look. Uh, but this really was where he made his home. Uh, he left it for many years during the Revolutionary War, but this when we think about where George Washington lived, this was really the place. Uh, him and Martha Washington were there. They had their slaves. Um, they had a distillery and a gristmill and all these things that are still there. So a really cool place to see, very historically significant and really well-preserved today. Everything that I've looked up on it is just seems like they're doing a great job. The next uh, stop on our little tour here is Old Town Alexandria, a quaint little old historic city that really, really is worth your time if you're anywhere near the Northern Virginia or Washington, D.C. area and you want to spend a nice afternoon like feeling immersed in history. Um, it's just north of Mount Vernon and just south of Washington, D.C., so very close to both. And it really has this like cobblestone 1700s feel. All the buildings and houses are really, really well kept up. Um, they have like an Instagram account. And you're like, oh my God, this whole city is beautiful. And then you go there and it really is. Um, there's a phenomenal walking downtown and a little waterfront. And uh, the buildings there are from the 1600s, 1700s. Um, it was really settled in the mid 1700s for the most part, but it really does feel like, you know, a two, 300 year old city. Um, lots of historical landmarks there, lots of stuff from George Washington, from colonial eras, and the early, early United States. Um, really cool place to see. Great place to just kind of hang out and grab a beer or get some lunch somewhere. Um, from there, we go to two uh, other famous homes of former presidents, Monticello and Montpelier. Montpelier, I guess, depending on how you want to pronounce that. Uh, Monticello is Thomas Jefferson's home and estate and Montpelier is James Madison's. So they are both very close together. They're both near Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, sort of in the center of the state, but about two and a half hours south of Washington, D.C. I've been to Monticello, have not been to Montpelier. Monticello is fantastic. Um, you have the whole sort of grounds that Jefferson lived on and worked on and there's really cool history with that, and it's well-preserved, but for my money, this was years ago now, and I still remember it, when you go into the house, uh, Jefferson's house, it is this like extraordinary museum feeling, and you realize that Jefferson was a lot like Benjamin Franklin in his curiosity, in his love of science and discoveries and learning, and you have all these really cool, quirky inventions that he brought over, or even some that he made himself. Uh, one I remember was like... Um, this machine from the 1700s where you would write with a quill pen and this contraption was able to duplicate your writing on a second piece of paper, almost like an old carbon copy system. Uh, and it was sitting there to kind of play around with it. It was really, really cool and just kind of was, a, was an insight into the mind of this amazing person, uh, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Montpelier, which is, like we said, very close by, is also nice. You can tour it. Um, it's got very nice grounds and a really nice house. Right next to UVA, the University of Virginia, um, we're Char in, in Charlottesville. So you can easily make a weekend trip out of that or spend a day and kind of go to some wineries or whatever around there and then really get immersed in history or just hang out in Charlottesville. Uh, pretty cool little city down there too. 
Next on our list is an area that I'm very familiar with and really, really enjoy. Uh, this is the historic triangle of Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown. Now, Jamestown, as we said, was the first permanent English settlement in what is now the United States, settled in 1607. That is like over 400 years of history of people living in the same place. And for the United States, that's just so rare. Obviously, if you go to Europe or other places around the world, that's you know no big deal. But here in the United States, that's, that's the oldest that we're gonna get. And when you go to this area, you really do feel like encapsulated in hundreds of years of history. The closest I probably felt to that in the United States is the Boston area, where you sort of get some of the same feeling in certain in certain places. But this is, for my money, the best place besides that, or really maybe the best place in general. So we'll go through each one briefly. Jamestown today is sort of this historic little living cultural center. There's some old reconstructed ships from the 16-1700s. There's like a living history that you can check out. There's also really cool, just beautiful like walking trails and hiking trails in the area. And um, there's this great like cobblestone highway that connects the three towns, the three cities, I guess, Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown. Uh, so if you go down there, you really kind of have to go to all of them. Of course, you don't have to, but if you're a history lover, it's really worth your time. Spending a few days there uh, really does take you back in a way that is very hard to do anywhere else. Uh, Williamsburg itself is the biggest town city of them. Williamsburg is the home of William and Mary, the college, and it was the capital of colonial Virginia for like 80 years. So it is full of history. There's obviously colonial Williamsburg, which if you've never heard of or haven't seen before, is literally an entire town recreated um, as a colonial era place. Um, some of the some of the, the structures there are actually original. There's like the old governor's mansion and some other really important places like there's an old jail and an armory and things like that. And then other homes I believe were reconstructed, but it's like a whole mile long. Um, there's dozens of buildings, there's reenactors. Unfortunately, it's kind of gone downhill in the past few years. It's not quite the exciting, vibrant place it used to be, but still... As far as I know, it's like the biggest colonial constructed town probably anywhere in the country. Um, it really is cool. Just you can walk it for a couple hours and just feel immersed in like, oh, it's the 1600s. Uh, where else can you get that feeling? Um, and then the last is Yorktown. Yorktown itself was a really cool little town. There's like a little beach area there so you can hang out with the kids or just go on the water uh, for a little bit. But the Yorktown really was made famous from the Battle of Yorktown. And the Battle of Yorktown was in 1781. And this is the big battle where American and French troops corner Lord Cornwallis sort of against the river and Yorktown and Williamsburg and Jamestown are on like a peninsula sticking into the Chesapeake Bay. They kind of corner the British there. They're stuck. And it's a siege. The siege lasts a couple weeks, um, but is eventually broken in just a couple days. And Lord Cornwallis has no choice but to surrender. And that surrender of British forces really is the last battle of the Revolutionary War, is the final basically nail in the coffin of the British. And it leads eventually to 
the independence of the United States and the country that we have today. So probably the single most important battle of the American Revolution, depending on how you look at it, but really cool today to visit. I did a whole episode from my previous podcast, the Educator Podcast, on what it's like to visit there. I'll probably re-up that at some point for this podcast and sort of put it back up again, but um, really cool place to visit, and you just, you can feel there's still the siege lines that you can see there's still areas of trenches that are from you know 300 years ago and uh there's few places where you get that kind of feeling there's lots of civil war battle sites which we'll get to in a second actually throughout the united states but this is one of the few revolutionary war battle sites so talk about taking you back it's very very cool um then we got we're almost done here like we just mentioned we have all of the crazy civil war stuff that is here in Virginia. I don't even know where to start. I would just say Google a map of Virginia Civil War battles and there's like 50 of them. Um, I looked at the Wikipedia page. There was over 100 like named battles. Those are lots of little skirmishes and stuff too. But you basically trip over your feet everywhere you turn in Virginia finding another Civil War battle, especially if you're in the Northern Virginia area or anywhere near Richmond. I mean, the whole place was just crisscrossed with Union and Confederate forces for like four years. Um, some of my favorite are the first and second battles of Bull Run or Manassas, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, the sites of those are extremely well preserved. And actually, I think that the location of the first battle of Bull Run is one of, if not my favorite, battlefield reconstruction sites. It looks exactly like it did at the time. Uh, you can sort of picture and feel the Union forces coming from north to south, trying to take this hill, failing miserably, and retreating back towards Washington, D.C. Uh, it's quite a visceral experience going there, and I can't recommend it enough. There's lots of other battlefields as well. All the battles from the Peninsula Campaign up that actually went through Williamsburg. There's actually a small battle site near there. Um, and then all the way up to Richmond, there's the Battle of Ball's Bluff, which I did an episode on that too. A uh, small battle in Northern Virginia on the Potomac River where the only time in U.S. history that a sitting senator died on the battlefield. Uh, he was actually a very close friend of President Lincoln. He's killed in action. Uh, never happens again because they don't let they don't let sitting uh, congressional <laughs> servers uh, be in the army. But anyway, there's all the battles around Richmond, the Battle of Chancellorsville, the Battle of Fredericksburg. Those are all battle sites that are really well preserved, and you could spend weeks, months, years visiting every preserved battle site um, in Virginia from the Civil War. It's it's pretty incredible. Uh, the last, of course, is Appomattox Courthouse. Not quite a battlefield, but the surrender location of Robert E. Lee, uh, similar to the Battle of Yorktown, didn't officially end the war, but it really ended the war. Once Lee surrenders at Appomattox Courthouse at this little house, um, the war is basically over. Um, take a take a look at Appomattox Courthouse and research how the guy who who lived there had his had the war start in his uh, front yard or his backyard and end in his parlor. Uh, just a cool little tidbit if you don't know, know the story. Check it out. I think you'll be excited about that. That's that's maybe my favorite little historical tidbit related to the Civil War. Look that up. Um, so yeah, great, great, great Civil War stuff. And um, Virginia has done a phenomenal job. The Park Service, Virginia, uh, all the state governments and local governments that are involved, really, really, really doing a great job with that. And uh, last but certainly not least is Arlington National Cemetery. Um, historic, modern, timeless. This uh, is absolutely worth a stop 
on your journey if you're looking around for historical things to, to see and do and visit in Virginia. This is literally across the river from Washington, D.C. So if you're in D.C., just hop on over and you're in Arlington National Cemetery. Uh, a couple cool things about Arlington National Cemetery. It was actually established on Robert E. Lee's personal estate. Uh, so talk about a big F.U. to Robert E. Lee and the Confederates uh, for seceding from the Union and causing years of bloodshed and misery and destruction. Uh, basically, the Union forces capture it during the war and they turn it into their own purposes. And eventually it's used... Um, starting in 1864 as a burial ground for Union soldiers. So Union soldiers buried on Robert E. Lee's estate. That that's pretty much says it all. Um, it's been used since then as basically a military cemetery. Uh, John F. Kennedy is buried there along with some of his family members. The Eternal Flame for him is there. And that's, that's a pretty moving place if you visit that. John Glenn, the astronaut, is buried there, as well as 396 Medal of Honor recipients. Um, so really just, I mean, that is the, really the National um, Soldiers Cemetery in the United States. There are obviously many others, but if there's one to go to, that really is the one. Um, probably the most special thing to see there, to witness, is at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. If you've never been there and seen the changing of the guard, it's 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 sort of one of the most stunning, honorable things that you can visit and see in our in our nation um basically you have the soldiers there who are on guard 24 7 through sleet rain extreme heat extreme cold there's always somebody there and they're they're standing by this tomb of the unknown soldier honoring all the soldiers who are you know honored there and uh, the changing of the guard is, is something pretty spectacular to witness if you don't get a chance to ever go see it just watch a video on youtube um, you really sort of appreciate what these 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 service members are doing in terms of just honoring their their fallen fellow soldiers. So that pretty much wraps up Virginia. Uh, come out and visit if you don't live nearby. If you do live nearby, uh, spend as much time as you want looking around history. You pretty much turn around the corner and there's something else historical there. Um, so thanks for listening and. Uh, We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.